Welcome to Behind the Event, a podcast that dives deep into the event industry. I'm Eric Westendorf, the founder of Event Render. The podcast is brought to you by Event Render. We help you run profitable virtual and live events through exceptional design. Be sure to check out our helpful event applications and design services at eventrender.com. Also, be sure to subscribe and like on whichever platform you use for podcasting, or if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and like there. And now we bring you Behind the Event. All right. So today on the podcast, we have a great interview coming up with Shane Allure. Um, Shane is a, uh, he's the vice president and hotel general manager at JW Marriott Las Vegas Resort and Spa. And so he kind of comes from the perspective of the hotel side. So today we're going to kind of dig deep on uh, the hotel's sort of perspective, uh, venue perspective, and, and what uh, he's been seeing and, and how things are going with that. Um, the uh, JW Marriott uh, Las Vegas Resort and Spa, and correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, is a 550-room um, hotel. Um, I also just read uh, you have 35 event rooms with 110 almost 111,000 square feet so a lot of space available correct yeah a lot of a lot of great meeting space that we need to fill up <laughs> exactly and then the uh, largest largest capacity is 1500 uh, people so that's kind of the overall look of of what Shane's working with um, or what he has available so we can definitely dive deep into some of the possibilities and what's been going on uh, as far as the venue goes. Um, can you kind of, before we get into some of the questions about, um, you know, what you guys are doing and everything, could you just briefly give an explanation of um, sort of your role with at, at the JW? I know you, you off, you also um, just started there in March, um, which is, was a great time to start, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But you've been in the business for a while. So, uh, yeah, could you just give a quick, uh, brief uh, sort of overview on, on your role and, and how things work for you there? Absolutely. So uh, thanks for having me. Uh, we, uh, as you said, have a great uh, JW Marriott here in, in Summerlin, just outside of the you know, Las Vegas uh, Strip area, about 20 minutes away from the Strip. It sits in uh, Summerlin, which has some nice elevation looking down over the Strip, you know, close to Red Rocks Canyon. So more of a resort setting, not, not the typical, you know, uh, Las Vegas Strip type, uh, type hotel. Um, we also do have a casino, Rampart Casino, which is uh, owned and operated by the same organization that has the, the hotel here. I do not uh, oversee the casino, uh, although, of course, uh, would love to help generate generate revenue for the casino via the, the hotel and taking care of casino guests and bringing in guests to the hotel that, of course, will go spend money in the casino. So my role is really to oversee the operations of the, of the hotel itself. So there's, uh, you know, the sales aspects of that. Um, some of the hotel marketing I'm, I'm involved in there, uh, obviously the uh, the rooms division, housekeeping division, uh, engineering, public areas, you know, all the things that kind of help make the hotel tick. Uh, I'm involved in uh, event management as well. And as you can imagine, you know, we you mentioned I started here in March. I did start on March 9th. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, COVID really wasn't uh, wasn't really being talked about as I moved here from South Florida. It uh, really wasn't uh, wasn't a thing at that point, and and by the end of my first week, I had uh, shut down one tower of rooms and closed the spa the beginning of the second week, and then by the end of my second week, closed the the entire hotel. Of course, the casino closed at the same time, and that was a that was a governor's directive to close casinos. You didn't have to close hotels. However, 
obviously with our property, we have the casino that's attached to the hotel. It doesn't really make sense to have one without the other, mm-hmm. or at least it doesn't make sense to have the hotel without the casino anyway. Okay. So we closed at that time and, and really just kind of worked with, uh, you know, our associates to ensure that they were you know taken care of in the, in the short term and benefits continued. We thought this was a, you know, very short term kind of uh, situation. Um, here we are what seven, eight months later, and we're still kind of in the, in the thick of it, it seems. Uh, however, I'm just kind of working on forecast to, to bring the property back. And finally in June, the casino was able to reopen in June. And then um, we just built a forecast <clears throat> to open the hotel July 1. Of course, having 4th of July early in the month was helpful because it's a, you know, a, a pretty busy transient time frame and lots of a drive-in business here anyways. So uh, July 1 worked out well for us, opened one tower of rooms. And then kind of slowly as, as business built back up, we you know, opened the other tower of rooms just Thursdays through Sundays. And now we have a little bit of group that's in-house, uh, not, not the traditional group, it's, it's a golf group, but we have a little bit of group activity in-house uh, and you couple that with some of the leisure business and we now have both towers open uh, seven days a week, probably until after Thanksgiving. And then usually there's a lull in business here. If there isn't any convention or group business, you know, that, that first couple weeks of December until you get to the Christmas time frame. So we'll probably go back to one tower over that time. And then, uh, over the holidays, we'll be busy again and we'll open up, uh, open up both towers again. So it's really kind of behind the scenes been just working with my finance team and revenue team on forecasting and expenses and just trying to minimize, <clears throat> excuse me, minimize the expenses that we can <clears throat> and grow the revenue where, you know, obviously where we can. Right. Yeah. I'm sure it's all, uh, a bit of a, a struggle or obviously nothing that you're used to. So, <laughs> uh, right. there's, there's a lot of, uh, trying to manage a lot of pieces. I'm sure you're already managing a lot of pieces in a hotel. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so interesting, uh, two weeks in and, and you have to basically shut down the hotel that would, uh, that would be rough. Um, I grew a big beard. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I know we all have. I've, I've kind of grown a lot of, a lot of hair out as well. <laughs> Trying to uh, not go to the hair cutter uh, yep. as, as often as I can. Um, so, so yeah, obviously there's a lot of things happening right now and obviously things are, are still kind of in flux um, given kind of what you just said. Um, could you talk a little bit more about uh, what events specifically look at look like at the hotel right now you mentioned that there's been a couple things um could you kind of explain like you know what they have looked like what you've sort of done um and then maybe go into what the, the capacity and the safety measures are for for what that looks like sure so there hasn't been a ton of activity on the on the group you know kind of convention meeting side what we are seeing though is we're, we are seeing a lot of day meetings just kind of local corporate day meetings that are coming in with you know, 15, 20 people and they're meeting for the day and just paying meeting room rental, kind of doing their, you know, going to our outlets for their food and beverage, or if they do have food and beverage needs, we're doing it from the outlets into the uh, the banquet space. Uh, so that again, they're, you know, kind of single serve and, and kind of boxed options there. Um, alternatively, we've seen uh, some golf group, you know, golf, we have uh, our TPC Las Vegas courses, you know, right across the street from us. And that's our partner course. So we, we work with them a lot on, on golf groups and it's a you know, popular golf destination. So there is definitely some pent up demand for people getting out and getting on the courses and kind of getting back to their buddy trips and their, their club trips and things like that. So we actually have one of those in-house right now and we have seen some activity with that type of group. But again, 
typically that kind of group is not doing as much on the meeting side or on the organized food and beverage side. And they're you know, more enjoying the amenities on their own and um, you know, using the outlets. And of course, they're, they're out on the golf course during the day. So and we've seen that. And then our social business has been uh, still pretty strong. So this, this property typically does about 75 weddings a year anyways. So uh, that, that business is, some of those groups have moved to 2021, but uh, some have decided to, to stay on board. And the more recent restrictions up until now or until a month or so ago, were no, no, um, no organized events inside of you know, function space of more than 50 people. So a lot of those weddings just kind of stuck with the 40 to 45 person type uh, event and, you know, socially distanced and just all the, you know, all the precautions, of course. And then uh, we just recently have moved up to 250 people, uh, which is great. So now, of course, we can. Is, is that even in your you know, largest space that has a 1500 person capacity, 250 is still the max in there? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's 250 or it's like 10% of your of your capacity, okay. uh, whatever is, whatever is greater. So, so that would be the largest you could hold. That'd that. be the largest that we could do here. Correct. And does uh, that have to, could you talk actually a little bit about what that, what that looks like? Does everyone have to be spread out or how to, how does that? Yeah. So out? depending on what your setup would look like, you want to keep your six foot, uh, you know, socially distanced um, settings. So if it's a classroom setting, you're doing really one per six foot okay. uh, table and you have, kind of ingress, egress. So there's one way for people to come in, one way for people to go out, probably as most of us have seen in grocery stores and things like yep. that. We're doing that. They're really, um, you know, cracking down or, or being strict about, you know, congregating around registration tables. So what they're recommending is if you do have a corporate or association type meeting that you get registration done online and get as much done online as possible. So you don't have people that are kind of heading at that first day or, or that first morning to a registration desk and kind of congregating and, and building up too much, you know, activity there. Uh, same thing around restrooms, public restrooms and meeting spaces. You know, they're just pushing back on congregating around restrooms and lines of restrooms and things like that. So we are responsible for helping in a lot of those areas. And of course, we're asking the, the customer to, to, you know, abide by these Nevada guidelines as well that, that have allowed us to go up to the, the 250 persons. And then, of course, you have all of your cleanliness guidelines. Your Marriott has a commitment to clean program uh, that really revolves more around the public spaces and guest rooms and things. But it's really no different in the meeting spaces where, uh, you know, we're cleaning and it's single single use uh, type of uh, uh, materials. And we're not we're not doing, you know, water. You know, there's water stations instead of, you know, the, the, sure. uh, the, the pitchers yeah. things around and, and things like that. Just things that people can grab a bottle of water on their own and dispose of it themselves. Um, you know, kind of cutting down on pens and pads and things like that in, in the room so that, you know, again, less contact. Uh, things get sanitized at breaks, break times. Um, we, you know, again, we, we haven't seen a lot of the, that activity. You know, e here's what I always tell, you know, ownership groups and, and, you know, senior leadership that just because we can do up to 250 doesn't mean that groups are ready to do those big meetings yet, sure. or to those larger meetings yet. So we're still seeing a little, little bit of hesitancy in that type of activity for the balance of this year. Um, as we get into next year, you know, the first quarter is you know still a little slower. We're really only projecting what we do have on the books now for the first two quarters is all we're really projecting, and there still could be some risk there because there's some larger programs that you know, if this continues, could you know could back out. Um, so we haven't seen everything I've described to you is what we would do. We haven't quite seen that 
there have been a couple larger day meetings there have been a couple larger events that are like a bodybuilding event and things like that that have taken place that really don't have guest rooms attached to them. Uh, but that traditional group that has your guest rooms and a sales meeting or an incentive program or association event, those for us aren't really happening yet. And I, you know, in this destination, haven't really seen much of that happening either. Is that because you think they're typically, you know, huge groups of people? <laughs> so, yeah, some of those are, you know, they also need rooms, that, like simply some of them have gone to other destinations that have, you know, restrictions have kind of lightened up a little bit more. Uh, some have just simply said, let's wait until next year. Some have, you know, shrunk down their, their event and done part virtual, you know, part live. Um, and then, you know, like the, in, like the meetings that, that we would host, again, we're not, uh, you know, we're not a 4,000 room property with, you know, hundreds of thousands of square feet of space. So our, our events could be up to, you know, 450, you know, maybe 500 rooms. Uh, and typically a 500 room program wouldn't be more than, you know, if you're doubling everybody up, of course, it'd be larger, but, you know, you're typically looking at 550, 600 people. So we just haven't seen that kind of program come back or, we don't have anything really like that on the books, even for 2021, although there's some larger programs that are on the books. There's just not a lot of lead volume that's coming in for that size program until you get more into 2022. Now, you know, we do book you know, some short-term opportunities. So, you know, I think that smaller program that, you know, 10 to 200, 10 to 150, that size program, I think we'll have some more success with next year because it's a little easier to execute those programs, easier to plan those programs. Uh, when you start talking about the social distancing and how are you gonna do the meals and are you, are you gonna have lines of people going into a, into a banquet room for a luncheon and how do you, you know, control that? Do you, do you, do you kind of execute those in shifts on luncheon, things like that. So when you have the larger program, you have a little bit more to think about on the smaller scale, we can execute much easier right now. Yeah. Yeah. Given you need the extra space all the time, people are more open to do it. Um, right. Have you had to, uh, um, I guess you, if you want to, you could go into any sort of examples of this, if you've had any, um, but has is, is there been any um, situations where uh, companies have come in and done sort of, you know, the sort of hybrid uh, situation where they've been sort of online and as well as, uh, as in person? We did have one in August. It's a smaller program, anyways, but they uh, they did come in August and they brought part of their part of the group here. Uh, it was a pretty small number, maybe you know 10, 15 people they had here, and then they had the rest of the conference you know virtually, and they had everybody up on the screen, and you could you know watch what was going on, and you still ask questions, and they're doing their regular meeting. It was just part stayed in the office, part came to the property. Okay, and so they come they come every every year in August, and I believe they're coming again next year with more of a plan to be back here on property. Okay. So maybe they'll slowly build that event back to what it was. I think so. I mean, I think, I think everybody wants to meet it. You know, I, I keep hearing you know, these stories about, well, people see how you can do meetings now without having to be in person. And the same thing happened, unfortunately, after nine 11, mm -hmm. uh, the same thing happened after the uh, financial crisis of, you know, 2008, 2009, and uh, here we are once again, of course, this is taking much longer from a recovery standpoint. I think there's obviously everyone is on edge from a health risk uh, standpoint. However, I believe that you know, people want to meet and I can, I, I spent a lot of time in the lobby talking to guests and a lot of those guests are 
individual business travelers that are getting back out on the road and they're going in to see their customers that are here in the local Las Vegas area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're starting to see a little bit of that travel come back. So people are getting back into the, you know, into entertaining a little bit and into getting back into people's offices for sales calls or business reviews or, or what have you. And slowly but surely, you know, I know that those meetings will come back as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's a large number of people that have spent a long time meeting in person and doing it virtually isn't always the answer. So um, that's, that's cool to hear. Um, So aside from uh, some of those things, uh, is there any, is there anything uh, sort of on the back end uh, within your staff uh, that they're doing um, to kind of work uh, and, and uh, sort of enhance uh, the situation by using, I don't know, I know there's some new technology out there that can read temperature, stuff like that. Um, is there anything, you know, that you guys are using like that? Yeah. So we, we have taken a stance that for this property, we are doing temperature checks. Okay. And again, as I mentioned, we also have the casino attached. So there's multiple entrances to the entire property. Mm. Uh, so there are um, two entrances at the casino that are using more of a quicker kind of thermal scan and then at all the other entrances we're just using a handheld uh, temporal uh, temperature scan Um, in addition to that there are uh, kind of a series of questions or four or five questions that you have to answer as you arrive to the property for the first time such as you know have you had a fever have you had a cough do you feel sick just basic basic things that are the the early signs of potential uh, covid uh, so we, we that back. is at the front desk kind of when people check in to that's at the front desk as people yeah. check in and then we do a temp uh, temp check every time someone comes in or out of the property we try to keep it as you know quick and as efficient as possible so we have had to staff up a little bit because obviously i can't have you know necessarily the same person checking someone in doing temperature checks because multiple people are coming in and out of the property and we put stanchions up so there's really one entrance into the main uh, main property and then the side the side doors are the are the exit doors only so again we have an ingress egress uh, and then in our second tower, we're not doing check-ins there, but we have one associate that's there that is doing uh, temperature checks as people come in and out. Uh, behind the scenes, very similar to the front of the house, uh, where you know we're doing our cleaning protocols and um, you know, making sure that we are, are being sanitized when there's shared stations like a front desk station or uh, you know an operator a, at your service uh, station that those areas are sanitized for each person uh, prior to someone utilizing that station to get sanitized by the, the previous crew or the previous associate. All those things are logged and stored and that there we do get inspected by the Southern Nevada Health District every two months uh, as part of this uh, protocol. Um, so with that, uh, you know, we have to make sure that we are adhering to the local standards as well as, you know, upholding what, what we want to implement as well. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like there's, there's a lot of things to be done there. You know, you have to, a lot of things to think about, to keep, you know, we, we want our associates to be safe. Of course, True. we want all of our guests to feel safe and to be safe and, and want to, at the same time, we don't want to annoy people. We want to make sure that, that people are having a great experience also and not, not, you know, bogging them down. Cause of course, masks, uh, face coverings are also a requirement. Uh, and, and not not only uh, Marriott has made that a requirement, but in the state of Nevada, indoors it is a requirement as well. Uh, so of course we're following that, and that you know some some people just they just they don't want to they don't want to do that. So you, you know you try to you try to handle it the best you can. However, it is it is mandatory, and we just we can't have someone here who is not going to adhere to that. And 
you know, we find ourselves going around sometimes and having asked people to pull their mask up, get it up off the chin, get it over your nose, just all those basic things. And I'm sure others have had the same experience. Uh, but, you know, we, we don't want to be in a position where we could be fined or we could be shut down or anything like that. So we want to make sure that, again, that our, our associates feel safe and that we're all practicing what we preach. And then, of course, we want our guests coming in to enjoy their experience, but also feel that safety as well. And when I go through and read some of the guest service verbatims, those are some of the comments, you know, a clean, clean room. Uh, we have wipes, uh, into, you know, uh, small packets of wipes, uh, sanitizer wipes in the, in the rooms for guests that we put up for each uh, stay. Um, you know, of course, uh, you know, trying to be efficient as possible with that process of getting people in and cue them through that line and get them checked in quickly, but at the same time practicing the the temperature check and the face mask policy and, and all those things. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure every guest feels uh, more comfortable as they proceed through these things. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and some, some have more patience than others. You go to a, a, a hotel at first, but once you're going through all these processes, it's kind of yeah. more reassuring. Yeah. Right. Um, um, I was going to ask something and then I got off topic. <laughs> um, Oh yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, given the fact that it's a little bit tougher for sure now to to get clients back into uh, the hotel, has there been anything um, that you've been doing as far as incentives to kind of help uh, people, whether it's pricing or or other things, um, or do you got have you just been working with groups on a case by case basis to kind of help them, you know, get in? Obviously, it's hard for you because you you don't have the hotel is probably not making the same income as it typically does. Um, so it's hard to give huge <laughs> uh, incentives, but uh, is there anything that you guys have found that, that has worked? Um, yeah, from a group perspective, we do have uh, some a book by offer, you know, basically um, something where, you know, book your program by the end of this year, let's say for, you know, to be actualized in 2021. And depending on the size of the program, you can have a pick list of, of options to choose from that are kind of, these added incentives, whether it be Marriott, uh, you know, meetings, Bonvoy points, or whether it be, you know, coffee break or, uh, you know, whatever upgrades or you know, transportation uh, for VIPs and things like that. Just some things that typically come up anyways with, uh, with meeting planners. And sometimes you see them on RFPs. Um, so just offering those as an incentive to, to book before the end of the year. From a leisure perspective, uh, we, you know, we're seeing a lot of drive-in business so we have a lot of great packages out there that are, you know, stay longer, pay less, things like that. So the longer, longer your stay, the more, you know, more percentage of a discount that you're able to, uh, to get. Um, there are uh, cars, you know, cars eat free, which is basically, a, you know, you get a gift card. So we have a lot of drive-in business. So this package includes a gift card for each night of your stay, a gas card, I should say, a gas gift card for okay. each night of your stay to go to a gas station and, you know, obviously fill up your, your car as you're driving. Uh, there are, uh, we have a great golf package that's uh, basically golf at the TPC, resort fees included, things like that. Uh, we have a, 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 you know, one of the real popular ones is a, a gaming package, uh, which includes um, free play in the, in the casino, includes your resort fee, uh, things like that. So um, there's some, some great packages out there to help drive some of that leisure uh, business. Uh, we also have, you know, we have very fair rates right now as well. And, and Marriott, of course, has the, the best rate guarantee. So you can simply go on Marriott.com and find the, uh, the best rate there anyways, whether it be a package or whether it be just an individual uh, rate. Got it. So especially for leisure right now, you can, can get some good deals. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For leisure, you can get some good deals. And, you know, there's plenty of availability, which is a nice thing too. So, 
and we run into, you know, again, as I said, we, we're not fully open in the entire property. Even when we open the Palms Tower, I only open certain floors as, as needed. Um, so we, we, we are creating a little bit of compression internally for our, ourselves, but we have the ability to, of course, open more rooms when we need to. So, um, you know, we do have the great rates out there, but you start getting close to the weekends and you see those rates going up a little bit, or you look at the holidays and those rates are going up a little bit as well, because we are seeing that demand. And when I'm out on the front drive, kind of, you know, talking to the valet and greeting guests, and it's, uh, it's a lot of, you know, California, California is our number one, Southern California is number one, uh, Nevada is number two, and then Arizona and Utah are the other two feeder markets that, that uh, drive into this destination. And we're seeing a lot of that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And you said uh, uh, there are a good number of uh, people coming for golf as well, correct? Yeah, we get, like I said, the golf groups as well as the individual golfers that are, are coming out and, and taking advantage of the golf package. And, you know, you get a round of golf each each night of your stay. So they're, you know, getting in, playing uh, playing a little golf, coming back, enjoying the casino, enjoying the outlets and moving on. Definitely. Awesome. Well, that's, that's definitely good to hear. Um, I know we talked about this just a little bit uh, earlier, um, but could you kind of go... We're into um, your outlook for uh, the future, what you guys are, are planning um, to do going forward in 2021 uh, and what that kind of looks like. I'm sure you've already implemented a good amount of these things, uh, but is there anything else that you could add on to it that, that you're kind of planning for 2021? Sure. It's really difficult because obviously we're not going by any historical data. You know, we, no. can't, we can't look at how we did in 20. You can't look at how you did in 2019. You know, this hotel is typically running, you know, 85, 86% occupancy. And, you know, now you're, you're putting a, a budget together that's, you know, 45 to 50% occupancy. And you have to be really mindful of your expenses and your labor and, and all those things and make sure that we're, we're not staffing to what it used to be. You're staffing to your business levels and making sure that you're, you're managing that margin. I always like to say, we have to manage the middle, you know, the top line revenue, then we've got the sales teams and our reservations and marketing and all that are generating that top line revenue. And then the operators have to manage the middle there, manage the expenses and the labor mm-hmm. and all that, so yeah. that we're flowing through on on the bottom uh, up to that expectation. So uh, whatever's coming so, in, kind of have to work around that. Yeah. Right. So so for next year, you know, right now, just based on what we have on the books and based on what we're projecting and and looking at some other other properties and competitive sets and things, uh, we're really not projecting a lot more group than we already have on the books for the first couple of quarters. And then the back half of the year, it starts to ramp up a little bit more. Um, quarter three is usually do you have. Is, do you have bookings for later in in twenty twenty one? There are yeah. There there there's business that is on the books for uh, for later next year, uh, but we're we're anticipating getting into the year, and then as things you know lighten up or restrictions lighten up uh, even more, then we'll grow that group business in the back half of the year. That's where the risk I would say lies is we're we're putting a lot of that group expectation into the back half of the year and if it doesn't materialize and there's no going back and making adjustments you know you're just gonna have to live with it so uh, the good news is with having as much transient business as we have you can turn on a faucet turn off a faucet pretty quickly so if we don't see group materializing you know we can of course um, you know adjust our rate strategy or adjust the the transient strategy and, and kind of build from there the other thing we do have going for us i mentioned earlier is that social side of things so weddings bar mitzvahs things like that and that business is not really slowing down. Honestly, it's, it's, you know, we, we have, I have two people that are back now handling catering sales and they're overwhelmed with leads and site inspections and detailing programs and things like that. So the nice thing with that business for next year is typically in our environment, 
you kind of hold out on that business because you, you need to get the group. So we need that space to make sure that we get the rooms that come with group. And mm-hmm. in, in, in this case, you know, we're not projecting a lot of group so we can be a little more lenient or a little more free sell, if you will, and have more free sell availability for the catering sales team into next year. So we could do fairly well on the you know, social catering and on that food and beverage side and just maybe not as well on the group room side of things. Uh, but ultimately, we're obviously down. Uh, we'll be down. We'll be up to this year, and you know, obviously down to 2019 or 18, and and just it's just how to, it's going to go. You can't really change. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. It's nothing we can do about it. We just have to manage to it. And then you know, 2022 is when we're seeing some of the larger group and associate corporate association type of leads that are coming through, or for 2022 and beyond. Uh, you know, going back to customers that are on the books for 21 and trying to get them to commit to future years as well, working with other JW properties to kind of do a rotational type of uh, situation with groups that will rotate east and west and, and get them on the books for multiple years and leveraging those relationships and those types of uh, opportunities now when, uh, when we just don't have as much of that organic lead volume coming in. Yeah, definitely. Um, are there any um, things within your sales marketing team that they're doing new potentially to reach out to either customers or even new leads um, to kind of show, you know, how, how, how you guys can still take in groups, um, you know, for, for meetings and events and stuff. Um, we, with- yeah, we did, we did put out a, uh, you know, safe meetings, little video. It was okay. on LinkedIn. It was posted on our social media sites. The sales teams are using that to send to customers to make sure it's included when any proposals or any uh, type of correspondence that we have with customers all of the Marriott uh, Global Sales Organization has been sent that video as well to be able to share with the accounts and share with the customers. And I've seen since since we've done that, I've seen a few other properties that have done the same thing. And um, you know, it, it's it's helpful because you kind of get a little. For us anyway, we did a little walkthrough of the property. We walked through some of the protocols. I was on camera with the mask on, talking through some of these things, uh, and just kind of showing how we how we are practicing safe meetings and how we can ensure their safety when they're here and, and put their trust in us. So doing some of that, you know, there's uh, you know, one pagers and, and some marketing one pagers that show a couple of the setups and some new capacities charts and things like that. Just again, to, to show people that, uh, you know, we're obviously thinking about this and want to want to help you still conduct your meeting, but we'll do it in a safe manner and, and make sure that we're adhering to, if you have any guidelines and of course, adhering to the guidelines that we have here locally as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So focusing on uh, the safety thing uh, with them and showing them that it's, uh, it's possible to come back. You just have to, to keep the, uh, <laughs> the yeah. rules intact or the measures. Right. To, to right. Teach, give, give us, give us a chance and, and we can show you what we can do here at the JW for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. Um, outside of, uh, yeah, I guess what we've talked about overall, um, is there anything other, uh, that kind of stands out to you that you guys are doing or that you've been thinking about a lot lately um, with all of this going on or, you know, future, anything that you're excited about, skeptical about, <laughs> optimistic? Yeah, you know, I, I think for us, just that focusing on the areas that we think are, are going to be the most impactful for us. And that's, you know, smaller meetings right now. Uh, you know, I have a team of, uh, we have a team of, of sales managers on the Marriott side that handle 10 to, to 99 peak so just make sure that we are you know, communicating with that team, you know, showcasing what we can do to that team. So they in turn can, of course, roll that out to the customers and RFPs that they're working on. And then that next kind of bucket is at 100 to 200 is kind of that next larger one. And that's 
handled by by you know sales managers that are on more on property here and again just working with those customers and just kind of showcasing again what we can do in some of that smaller space or we have some great space that is ideal for smaller groups it's really kind of it's it's really in its own location you don't get overrun by convention and that's kind of what we're targeting right now those size meetings that you can feel even safer because you're going to be isolated in your own conference center your own conference space we could even put your guest rooms in that tower so that you don't have to wander around and and go by other people or outlets or lines or anything like that to get to your function space. So again, kind of shifting the marketing efforts and the sales efforts, the direct sales efforts towards that size of group and that type of group that we think is going to give us more of an immediate impact. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, not losing sight of the future, because that's what I keep telling, you know, as we put together the marketing budget for 2021, you know, everyone is really geared up towards transient business, which of course we, we need that. And that's what we're seeing right now. But I also don't want to lose sight of 2022 and beyond, or even even group in you know the latter part of, of 21. So we have to still focus on that group business, uh, you know, communicate with the above property, you know, Marriott, GSOs, all of the third parties that you work with, uh, and then obviously directly with the customers. Make sure they have the tools that they need. Our events team came up with some FAQs that that can be sent out to those customers that have questions uh, about the safety and about the protocols that we have and about the guidelines that have been implemented here, uh, you know, by the governor and by the Southern Nevada Health District as well. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot to uh, be able to information to be able to give them. Are are you guys? Um, do you have a, someone specific on staff to keep up with with all the new uh, regulations and things that are that are? We do. Happening? We absolutely probably do. have we, a weekly we, meeting about it. <laughs> yeah, well, it yeah. seems like we do talk about it a lot, but we have a really strong risk management team here. Yeah. And um, the, the leader of that team, she's very connected uh, locally with the, all of the you know, government agencies. So she keeps us in check on uh, you know, what, as, an, as something new comes out or as some restrictions are lifted, and then we then have to go back and figure out how can we implement that here at the property. And then we have to roll that plan out. So things do change. And I think the latest one, as I said, was being able to move up to 250 persons. However, with that also came the some of the some of the guidelines pushed back on us which are about kind of policing if you will the you know, the registration desks i talked about and the restrooms and ingress egress mask patrol you know things like that so we have a little more skin in the game if you will uh, as well to ensure that these events can can be successful yeah definitely well i appreciate you taking the time today uh, there's been a lot of information that's um, i'm sure helpful for a lot of people to hear about what's been what's being done um you guys are at the very center of this whole situation. So um, it's good to hear that you're actually able to, um, you know, to take enough measures to keep things running. And uh, so it's glad to hear about that. I mean, I, I think maybe the only other industry that might be uh, in a similar spot or worse, I guess it would be maybe cruise lines or something. <laughs> they might be yeah, completely out of it. I don't That's know. That's the one. It's funny. Before I left Florida, that was the one that there were a couple of cruise lines that were coming into port in Florida because they had something and ultimately, you know, it was coronavirus. I just yeah. didn't know what, what that meant at that point. You know, that was that all was, these cruise ships just start. <laughs> right. Right. That was, that was late February, early March. So yeah, it's definitely been interesting and, and you're right. This, this industry has definitely been hit hard, but it's a very resilient industry and some great associates that, that are passionate about the, this property and about the industry and about meetings and, serving our guests and, and uh, you know, taking care of our associates. So obviously the, the better we do, the more associates we can bring back. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to you know, getting there as well. 
Yeah. Ultimately there's a ton of people within uh, the sort of whole realm or industry. Um, so, so yeah, there's tons of people that want to, uh, to see things go at least mostly back to, to how they were or work in some function. Uh, and it seems like we're, you know, we're, we're on our way slowly, but surely. So um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for, uh, for chatting with me today and I uh, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, best of luck with everything. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you as well. And look forward to seeing you on the other side. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for watching or listening today. If you uh, would like to hear any more or watch any more in the future, just go ahead and subscribe. Um, whichever uh, podcasting platform you listen to or, uh, or watch, uh, we post on YouTube as well as many other um, podcasting platforms. And uh, if you have any questions for us, just go ahead and go over to eventrider.com and you can send us a message through our website there. Thanks and take care.